Welcome to episode 70 of the Truth Quest podcast, the truth about October 2019. Before we get started, I want to ask you to do me a favor and share the show. If you're on social media and topics such as white privilege, impeachment, negative interest rates, Walmart, the federal income tax, or a wealth tax comes up, please share the topic-specific TruthQuest episode with your debate partner. Available on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and Podbean. The video version of the podcast are available on YouTube, BitChute, and Brighton. If you are listening to this on the Apple Podcast app, please take a minute and scroll down on the podcast page and give it a five-star rating. Another way you can help grow the show is to throw a small donation my way at the TruthQuest podcast patronage page. All donations will be used to drive awareness of the podcast through Facebook advertising. See this episode's show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com for that link. And finally, please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. This is my second month in review episode where I look back at the big news events from the previous month. I do this more for the humor of it than anything else. I love to see the progression of stories over the course of several weeks, and since I cannot commit to producing a daily show, this provides me with the opportunity to offer some snarky remarks where applicable to the news of the day. So let's get started with the so-called impeachment inquiry of President Trump. It of course continued, but was exposed for what it was, the Democrats' entire campaign strategy. Last month, the focus was on a phone call between the Ukrainian president and Trump. Then Trump released the transcript of the conversation, and we found out the so-called whistleblower was a fraud. Then Representative Adam Schiff, chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, read a fabricated account of Trump's phone call with the Ukrainian president into the congressional record. When called on it, he said it was parody. When Nancy Pelosi was asked by George Stephanopoulos if Schiff made it up, she replied, quote, he did not make it up, end quote. So the impeachment inquiry shifted from a specific high crime and misdemeanor to the fact that Trump is just an unlikable jackass that says a lot of mean things. Pelosi refused to call for a vote of an official inquiry, despite Trump daring her to do so. Doing so would give the House Judiciary Committee subpoena power, but it would also allow Trump to mount a legal defense, which is a frightening proposition for Pelosi, given all the collusion propagated by Democrats during the 2016 election, all of which was hidden from the American public. Then a second whistleblower came forward. Then the Intelligence Committee began interrogating various current and former administration officials in private sessions in the Capitol's basement. Then a group of Republican members of Congress forced their way into the secret hearing room, causing the media to go batshit crazy. Then the House voted on a resolution for the rules under which the impeachment will proceed. It passed 232 to 196. All but two Democrats voted for the resolution, all Republicans voted against. Stay tuned for more on this. Meanwhile, President Trump dubbed Joe Biden quid pro quo Joe. I mean, if the shoe fits. Democratic presidential candidate Bernie Sanders underwent an emergency heart procedure and canceled a few campaign appearances. I wonder if he ever took a minute during his emergency to thank God that his Medicare for All plan was not in effect at the time. If it had, he would no doubt have incurred an extended delay in his procedure and might have died or suffered severe heart damage unnecessarily. Anyways, he hit the campaign trail and, and the debate circuit with a vengeance afterwards. He's as ornery as ever. The movie Joker premiered among all kinds of hand-wringing over possible violence. It made a shit ton of money, too. Trump pulled troops out of Syria. The Warhawks went nuts. Turkey invaded Syria. We were told the Kurds, our allies, will be destroyed by Turkey. 
Trump threatened Turkey with sanctions. They messed with the Kurds, which is weird because Turkey is a member of NATO. The Kurds were looking to ally with either Assad, Syria's president, or rumors swirled that they might ally with Russia. Trump was blamed for everything from both sides of the aisle, and what goes unsaid in most mainstream quarters is just how important war is to the political elites in D.C. No one ever asked the question, what national interests are we protecting in Syria? No one ever asked Congress to vote on a declaration of war as required by the Constitution. You know why? Because they have no idea who they would declare war on. The CIA has funded militia groups over there while the Defense Department has funded others. Russia has interests, i.e. in the ports and the oil pipelines. Turkey has interests since it's their border. Syria has interests since it's their country. But the U.S.? I'd like one of the political overlords to explain that to me. The NBA cracked down on the Houston Rockets general manager, who tweeted out his support for the pro-democracy protesters in Hong Kong. He wrote, quote, Fight for freedom. Stand with Hong Kong. End quote. This is the same organization that pulled the All-Star game from Charlotte several years ago after the state legislature passed a law that prohibited men who identify as a woman from using women-only bathrooms. Proving yet again that to a leftist, offending someone is worse than killing them. Then the NBA backtracked on their chastisement of the GM. Then China started threatening to shut down any NBA games from being played in China. Then a reporter was silenced when she started asking questions about the scandal. Then the NBA commissioner revealed that the Chinese government insisted that the GM be fired. Then someone asked the woke warrior himself, NBA star Steph Curry, about China's human rights abuses. He replied, quote, I don't know enough about Chinese history and how that's influenced modern society today in that interaction to speak on it, end quote. But he felt qualified to talk about, quote, gun violence or gender equality, things that for us as spokespeople, for people who can't speak for themselves within our communities, end quote. I don't even know what the hell he's saying there. But anyways, hey, Steph, there's a thing called the Internet, and you can do a Google search on communist China. Oh, no, wait, check that. Don't do a Google search on communist China because you're likely to get results about gender equality and gun control. Use DuckDuckGo. In September, CNN hosted a seven-hour marathon climate change summit and invited the Democratic candidates vying for the presidential nomination to participate. It produced a number of highlights proving just how radical the Dems are. In October, CNN hosted an LBGT town hall with the same set of invitees. What we found out is... The party that positions itself as tolerant and inclusive is really only tolerant and inclusive of people who think and talk like them. And when it comes to social issues, the National Democrats have gone batshit crazy as they continue to follow their strategy of stratifying and separating the electorate into small groups of perceived aggrieved individuals, and then they kiss each of the constituents' collective asses in order to garner their votes. All along the way, they give the majority of the electorate a big, fat middle finger and a big F you. Their agenda is to ram their anti-natural law, anti-constitutional social agenda down the American people's throats. The town hall was a full-scale hate fest, not only against straight people, but religious people who must be forced to bless all non-straight, anti-Judeo-Christian, atheist behavior. Oh, and one candidate wants the, to remove the tax-exempt status from any churches who do not bow down to the LGBT agenda. Oh, and another one thinks inmates aren't, quote, entitled to gender assignment surgery, end quote. 
The Democrats hosted their fourth presidential debate. The candidates' consultants must have gotten to all of them and told them to tone down their rhetoric, as we didn't hear any calls for free health care and free college for illegal immigrants, no discussion about banning the combustion engine, no consequential gun confiscation discussions, no Christian bashing by Buttigieg, no talk about forgiving student loan debt, and no crazy claims about climate change. Just a lot of poking at the newly crowned frontrunner, communist Elizabeth Warren, who continues to refuse to admit that her Medicare for All plan will raise taxes on the middle class. We heard her repeat her talking points no less than four times. Quote, Let me be clear on this. Costs will go up for the wealthy and for big corporations and for middle class families. They will go down. End quote. Andrew Lang stood out. Either he's a really smart dude, or the other candidates are just a bunch of imbeciles. Kamala Harris, who is currently garnering like 3% of the vote, continues to prove herself to be evil. Project Veritas unveiled their latest undercover video, this time exposing CNN for what we already knew it was, a biased left-wing hack organization that takes programming orders from the top, Jeff Zucker, who, according to CNN media coordinator caught on video, says he has a personal vendetta with President Trump. Zucker goes as far as to coach on-air personalities during interviews with Republicans, specifically an instance where, with Kellyanne Conway. Subsequent videos uncovered sexual misconduct allegations of one longtime producer. There was virtually no coverage in the mainstream media outlets on this story. AOC endorsed Bernie Sanders, so much for the leader of Wokeville. If she was true to her roots, she would endorse Kamala or Elizabeth, as they can check more intersectionality boxes. Female, black, Native American... Hillary Clinton claimed that Tulsi Gabbard and Jill Stein are Russian assets. Tulsi struck back in epic fashion. Pro-democracy protests continued in Hong Kong. Teachers in Chicago went out on strike. The Trump administration booked his Doral Resort in Florida to host the next G7 meeting. He then rescinded the decision. The media went crazy. Trump calls the impeachment inquiry a lynching. Collective left-wing minds all over the country exploded, condemning the president for using such language. Meanwhile, back in reality, the one where we can see what people said in the past, House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler, Democrat from New York, in 1998, referred to the impeachment of Bill Clinton as being run like a, quote, lynch mob, end quote. Oh, and guess what? Joe Biden called it a partisan lynching. Oh, and guess what? John Kerry called it a verbal lynching. Democratic Congressman Gregory Meeks and Danny Davis, both of who condemned Trump's use of the word, both called Clinton's impeachment a lynching. Former Democratic Congressman Jim McDermott called it a political lynch mob. Just a couple short years ago, CNN called the Benghazi hearings a lynching. No similar outrage was registered at the time of any of these liberal mentions of lynching. Oh, and how many of you remember the Clarence Thomas nomination hearings where he compared the Democrats' character assassination attempts as a high-tech lynching? Oh, and how many of you remember the group that made lynching famous in America? It was a Democratic mob known as the Ku Klux Klan who targeted blacks largely to stop them from voting. Oh, and don't forget the whites who were registering black voters were also targets of lynching. Transgender cyclist Rachel McKinnon, a biological male, successfully defended his championship one last year, the Women's Masters Track Cycling World Championships. 
Besides the obvious, the mainstream media coverage, which oddly never identified Rachel as a biological male, just a transgender cyclist, never explained to readers that the championship is a woman's event. Their coverage focused on the outrage over comments made by Donald Trump Jr., who criticized the cyclist, claiming he would ruin women's sports. In a related story, a University of Montana runner, a biological male, was named Female Athlete of the Week. Wildfires continued in California. There were rolling blackouts to avoid the power lines sparking more fires. Meanwhile, back in the real world, people realized that one of the reasons these fires are so catastrophic is because of the environmental lobby in the legislature, which prohibits the clearing of underbrush, which, of course, fuels these fires. More on this topic in episode 71. Freshman Democratic Congresswoman Katie Hill got caught up in a sex scandal with her staff. You would never know about this story if you get your news from the mainstream media. Can you imagine if she was a Republican? She ended up resigning. President Trump accused Obama of treason for spying on his 2016 campaign. It looks like the Justice Department's review of the origins of the Russiagate shifted to a criminal inquiry. Prosecutor John Durham will now have full power to subpoena documents and witnesses to impanel a grand jury and to file criminal charges. Former CIA Director John Brennan and former National Intelligence Director James Clapper are shitting bricks while trying to appear brave on MSNBC and CNN. Special Forces killed ISIS leader Baghdadi. On the one hand, a sycophant, apologetic mainstream media outlet described him as an austere religious scholar, a shy, nearsighted person who loved soccer. On the other hand, Trump described him as a sick and deprived man, running and crying. He said he died like a dog. Died like a coward. Baghdadi detonated his suicide vest after running into a tunnel while being chased by a military-trained dog. He killed three of his own kids with the blast. It's worthwhile to demonstrate the contrast between the killing of Osama bin Laden and Baghdadi. Obama was portrayed by the media as brave, gutsy, and measured. Meanwhile, he had to be pulled off the golf course to come view the raid. Remember the picture of him sitting in the Situation Room with the presidential windbreaker on him? He made sure that bin Laden's body was handled in accordance with Islamic tradition, buried at sea within a certain number of hours. Very civilized. Trump, however, said the guy died like a dog. Which approach do you believe is more effective in taking the wind out of the sails of a violent, radical group of terrorists? Joe Biden said his son Hunter did nothing wrong while sitting on the board of Ukrainian gas company. No shit, Joe. No one is accusing him of wrongdoing. They are accusing you of corruption and nepotism. How could he have done anything wrong? All he had to do was sit down, shut up, and collect 50 grand a month. Hunter himself admitted in an interview that he would not have gotten the job if his last name wasn't spelled B-I-D-E-N. Joe also said, quote, Did I do anything improper? No, not in any way whatsoever, end quote. There's nothing wrong with Joe's quid pro quo of withholding monetary aid to Ukraine unless certain demands were met. But if Trump has a conversation with the Ukrainian president and people think he might have been pushing a quid pro quo arrangement, despite the fact that none of the parties of the conversation believe such, oh, look out, impeachment, here we come. Donald Trump gave a speech in Chicago and ripped the city for its lack of concern over the hundreds of murders of African-American youths. The Washington Nationals won the World Series. They had 19 wins on May 23rd, and they won the series on October 30th. They played in five elimination games, including Game 7 of the World Series, and they trailed in all of them, and won them all. A priest in South Carolina refused to give Joe Biden communion due to his pro-abortion stance. 
It's about damn time this happened. High-profile National Democrats have been portraying themselves as Catholics in one breath while worshiping at the altar of Planned Parenthood in the other for decades. Hello, John Kerry. Hello, Nancy Pelosi. You guys make me sick. Well, that was an eventful month. Can't wait to see what November 2019 has in store for us. Please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast.